Hello and welcome. You're listening to the You Do Woo podcast, and I'm your host, Allison Cullen. I'm a mom with a background in business and counseling, but I've always been tapped into the more woo-woo side of everyday life. I'm here to take you on an exploration of your spirituality, give you helpful life hacks, help you on this evolution through motherhood, and give you a weekly dose of useful woo. If you need your cup filled, your mind expanded, and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello. Happy beginning of another week. It is June. It is almost the end of June 2023. We're freaking halfway through this year. Dude, this year has flown by. I feel like 2020 went by so freaking slow. 2021, a little bit faster than 2020. And then the last year and a half has been like speed, time, freaking collapse, which is good in some ways, but definitely practicing time bending and slowing down time right now. I am sitting in my closet with my cup of coffee. Uh, And I... I'm so pumped. Today's episode is a gym. Holly Haynes, she's the podcast host of a very, very popular podcast called Crush the Rush. We had an amazing conversation. We actually did a pod swap, so I'm going to be talking human design on Crush the Rush soon. But we talked about her whole story of going from corporate America, working a crap ton, to replacing her income and more and just chilling. She's like hardly even on Instagram. Like she gets on there, but it's not like as much as me probably. And I'm hardly even on here. On here, I just I just was on my Instagram stories, which is why I say this. I'm on my podcast now. And it was just so good. I love the idea of releasing hustle culture with this new paradigm that we're walking into which if you don't know what I'm talking about with the new paradigm, that's okay. I think the very beginning of 2022, I forget the episode. It might be like episode 66, if I'm remembering correctly, is all about the new paradigm. There's a shift happening in 2027. It's January 2022. It's one of my old episodes. Go listen to it and you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay, back to the podcast. It's a really good one. In this new shift that we're walking into, there's going to be a lot less working, a lot less hustle and grind. There's many reasons for that. One of them is technology, which I know can be scary. The whole idea of AI, there's some negative stuff to it, some scary stuff to it, but there's a lot of positive in that it's going to automate a lot of things. And the smart people are going to be the ones who will then do more important things with their time than work, actually live life. It's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of crazy shit happening over the next three and a half years, but it's going to be bueno in the end. So I'm excited for y'all to listen to today's episode. Quick little announcement. I am restructuring a few little bits of my business. We're going to be taking just a little bit of a break from the mastermind. If you're wanting to be 
in my mastermind for these next six months of 2023. It is open right now, but it's not going to be open after July 1st. So if you want in, this is going to be your last chance for this year. I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break in the winter 2024 and then reevaluating and seeing I might make it a six-month mastermind. I might make it a nine-month mastermind. I'm going to play around with it. So I'm going to follow my sacral authority once I get to December, January. And in the meantime, I'm really amping up the Alchemy membership. I'm going to be increasing it to weekly calls. I am not quite sure when. It might be next week. It might be August or September. So I'll keep y'all updated on that. But it is going to go up quite a bit in price because I'm adding so much value to it. It's basically going to be sort of like a little mastermind, just a high number of people, low ticket mastermind, because usually masterminds are more in the like $500 a month to $5,000 a month. This membership is never going to be $500 a month. But right now it's at a really insanely low price. So grab it if you want to come in at the founding member price, because any day now it's going to go up quite a bit. And I would love to have you in there and see your face every week and give you some coaching and let you start diving into all of my programs. We are finishing up cheat codes right now. So you are more than welcome to come in and start right there. That is a great place to start if you want to dive into human design, if you want to basically get certified in human design and utilize it in your coaching practice or whatever it is that you do. That's a great place to start. I am finishing that up. I think we have four modules left to go in there. So that'll be done by June 30th. Would love to have you in there. I just finished up a journaling masterclass. It's part of my manifestation masterclass series. Dude, everybody that participated in the journaling masterclass, I think we had like 30 people or so they're having some magic in their life right now. I think they're a week into doing this daily journaling process. And you don't even have to do it every day. You know, you can be sporadic about it. I've been doing it for like eight months and I've gone like a week without journaling. It's it's okay. You'll still notice the results. So if you want to start there, that's a great place to join Alchemy. Start either with cheat codes or the manifestation masterclass and send me a DM when you sign up. I want to say hi and welcome you. I think that's all I have for just admin stuff. I am excited for this episode. Please DM Holly and DM me to let us know that you enjoyed this episode and forward it to any friends that you think would find value in it. Thank y'all for listening. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the You Do Woo podcast, everybody. I have a very special guest on today. Miss Holly Haynes from the Crush the Rush podcast is on with us. Welcome, Holly, to You Do Woo. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I feel like You Do Woo and Crush the Rush are just really fun names to say, like, back to back. They are so fun. <laughs> you Do Woo's a little bit easier. I'm just like, with Rush, 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 I get yeah. tripped up over my words. But I love it, and I love the whole idea behind your podcast and your brand and, and way of business coaching of just really cutting the cord on the whole hustle culture 
situation because that's one thing we talk about in human design a ton. Mm -hmm. We're walking into this, and I don't know, we haven't even really talked about this. You might already know about this. We're, we're walking into this new paradigm, which is it started in 2020 and it's going to take seven years to really like totally have the shift. It's like a deconditioning period. And so 2027 mm -hmm. is that magical year. And it oh. is all, yeah, it's really cool. So it is really deconditioning from the like, go, 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 always on, always producing kind of mentality that most of us were raised with in like the 80s and 90s. And we're now going into this more flowy, chill, like everybody doing things in the way that works for them, a little bit more individualized mm -hmm. um, paradigm. So your podcast that. was right on time. <laughs> Who and knew, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I just found out I didn't I haven't been able to go all the way back to the beginning of your podcast. I've sort of started from the most recent few months and it's just amazing. Highly recommend go Thank subscribe you. to Crush the Rush. I will put it in the show notes. But I know that you started your podcast in March of 2020. Will you sort of tell us how that came to be? Yeah. So I feel like I have a whole new perspective now that you shared that like whole paradigm because so I have a 22-year corporate strategy career. I never in a million years thought that I would leave my corporate job to run my own business. Like it was never on the radar. It was never something I thought that I would do. And even when I started thinking about building a business, I never thought that I would be able to match my corporate salary because I had just been in it for so long. And my husband, I have twin daughters who are now nine, but he stayed home with my girls. So he was a stay-at-home dad. We were on one salary and I was like, I mean, this can't even happen. Like, whatever. I'm not even going to try. Right. Um, but long story short, I kind of had this like, I don't know, like gut feeling. I was, I remember I was in grad school and this was gosh, like 10 years ago. And Jenny from Jenny's ice cream. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. um, heard of her. Uh, she's amazing to follow as an entrepreneur, but she had just started her business and was talking about not necessarily the ice cream, but how she wanted to make an impact in the community, which, you know, 12, 15 years later is totally what she's doing now. And I remember sitting in the back of the class and I was like, I don't think I can do what I'm doing for like the rest of my life. Like I'm not making any sort of impact. I'm literally just doing what somebody's telling me to do. Like, something has got to change, right? But here I am in grad school. My company's paying for my um, education. You got to like sign a, your life away that you stay there for so many years. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. So I started doing like really small things. And I was like, well, I'm going to start a women's mentorship program. I worked for a corporate consulting company. So I did that. And then I started doing like different types of leadership within the role that I currently had. And then finally in January of 2020, and I'm like fast tracking it. I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. Like, I really think that I can teach women how to build a business. I'm doing it for a fortune 500 companies. And this would be like way more fun. Like I was just craving, like, I just needed to be a little bit more exciting than what it currently is. So I did sort of everything backwards and I hired a business coach before I even had a business. And I remember on the call, I was like, I just need you to tell me what steps do I need to take? And we were talking about this when you were on my podcast. I didn't even know what she taught, but I wanted the lifestyle that she had. And so I was like, I want that. Tell me how to get that. And so we were like, you know what, the best thing to do, because I like to talk and I think I'm a decent communicator and speaker is I'm going to start a podcast because that was like a tangible thing that I could create. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to start sharing about productivity because I always get asked like, 
how do you get so much done? Like you've got twins. Now you're building a business. Like, so I was just trying to answer the questions that people were asking me. So it's now March of 2020. And the very first episode of the podcast came out the f- day, the first case of COVID hit the United States. Oh my God. And so I remember telling my husband, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm here. I am all excited about talking about time blocking and like the world is literally shutting down. I'm like, what, like, what do you do? So I just kept going. I mean, I pivoted a little bit and started sharing like how we were adjusting as a family, how I was, you know, openly growing a business, working full time. And I always say, if you have to teach kindergarten on zoom, it's like a phase I never want to do again. (laughs) Um, And it just stuck like, cause I think people appreciated the behind the scenes and what we were doing. And so our whole business has been built off answering questions on the podcast, which led to courses and masterminds and planners and all the things. Um, But yeah, that's kind of how it got started. That is, it's literally so crazy. I talked to so many people who 2020, even before the pandemic and, and a lot, you know, after March of 2020, 2020 was their year of pivoting. Mm-hmm. And it was just so nuts because I, I don't, I was having a hard time a few months back where we were, I don't know, we were wanting to move, but it didn't look like it was happening anytime soon and whatever. And I was just having one of those overwhelmed bomb moments kind of situation. And I was crying to my husband and I was just like, sometimes I wish that the pandemic wouldn't have happened. Like it was so hard because I had my daughter six months before the pandemic. So my life was sort of going back to normal is when everything shut down. And I was sort of at, for that moment being like, victim, martyr, you know, like, why did this happen? And he was like, Allison, you have to remember that if that wouldn't have happened, you would Mm -hmm. still be working in the music industry, dropping your child off at daycare for doing a job you didn't really want to do. And to me, I don't have trouble dropping my child off at daycare. You know, that's, it's fine. I would not be okay doing it if it was for me to go to a job that I even only 80% liked. Like I have to a hundred percent be obsessed with my job to be okay Mm -hmm. to not be with my kid, you know? Yeah, totally. And that's, I mean, that's what got me because during the pandemic, I was like, I mean, it was hard. I won't say it was easy. It was hard. It was a hard season, but I was home and I was getting to see the girls more than I ever had. And so it created some really amazing habits. And I, I call it, I talk about the bus stop dream. And I say, you know, when you have a vision, that's just a number. It's not as powerful as if it's a vision of like an experience. And so then this like goal of mine sort of like manifested itself. And I was like, well, I don't want to go back to work because I want to put them on the bus stop and I want to get them off the bus. And that's like impossible in the corporate world, or you literally have to move mountains, which is so stressful. Um, so that became the goal is to like, how do we make the bus stop dream happen? Is it working part-time? Is it building a business? Like, what does that look like? Um, And so that's what we did. I love it so much. Okay. And just in case anybody just really is obsessed with Holly and you want to (laughs) utilize her as an expander, I wanted to go over a few things in her chart with you. Just okay. You you have it. So um, Holly is a 2-4 manigen, slightly more generator. So very much works on that like life force energy, sacral. She is emotional authority, but once cool, calm, collected has that defined sacral, um, has a lot lit up in her throat chakra. You only have two open centers. Did you know, have you, have you been told this before? I have, but I forget what it means. 
So she has an open center. Oh, I'll just talk to you. Like I'm t- doing a <laughs> reading for you. You have an open G center and an open root center. So I wanted to talk about both of those really quick because it's interesting. Open G center. And I totally see this because we're sitting on zoom right now and Holly's office is beautiful. She has like all this like palm tree background and, um, green plants and a totally organized by, um, color Color. bookshelf. (laughs) And so it's like, I can spot an open G center person from a mile away. So aesthetics are a really big deal for you. You, when people have an open G center, they can't really sit down to think clearly and do work until it's like decluttered and clean Mm -hmm. and nice looking. Sometimes for open G center people, it's really important to like, um, play around with where you're working, like working from a beautiful hotel lobby is really nice or working from a pool or something like that. Like if you're feeling sort of stuck in your business or not having creative ideas, sometimes moving environments is, is like a really good call. And then the thing I really wanted to talk about is your open root center. Cause I have an open root center too. So with an open root center, that's all about time and time mm. pressure, which is like your jam. Um, and open root center people like you and I can tend to take on the external time pressure of other people and situations. Mm -hmm. And so we really have to do a good job of putting boundaries around our time, saying no a lot, um, not overfilling our schedules, all that kind of stuff. Give us some tips on that, that, you know, anybody can have, whether they have an open route or not, but give us some tips on that for time management. This is so interesting to me because one, I have like seven different offices in our house where I will not like full offices that I will go work at. Cause I'm like, I can't be in here today. I have to go somewhere else. But also I feel like I have a lot of rules, not like they're flexible rules, but when it comes to time management, I have a lot. Um, So the first one for me is I have what I call very set work hours. They change all the time. Um, But it's been something that I've been super consistent with since I started my business. Because at the beginning, I only had an hour a day. Like I, I didn't have a lot of time. And so it's like I would literally sit down on Sunday night and say like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to work from 6 to 7 a.m., Tuesday, 6 to 7.30, like whatever that looked like. I still do the same thing now. It's not at 6 a.m., but I would argue that the morning time for me is like the best time. Like I can get so much done in the periods from like 6 to 9 a.m. But if you ask me to do it at 3 p.m., it wouldn't happen. Mm-mm. So I think for me, it's balancing like when am I actually going to work in my business and when am I not? And like making sure that I, you know, adhere to that, but also really thinking about like when is that time of day? that's going to work for you. Because if you try to be consistent, which we all hear, and if I did it every day at three o'clock, like this business wouldn't exist because I I'm like a waste of space, three o'clock. Like it just doesn't happen. Um, other couple of things that I do is I'm very mindful on social media and when I'm on my phone, Mm -hmm. mainly because at the beginning, you know, when I said that I wanted to start this business, I think my family all did like a big eye roll. Like, uh, you already work so much, right? Like 60 hours a week. How in the world are you going to fit this in? And so every time I would get my laptop or my phone out, they would, I could just feel them staring at me like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? You're always on your phone. And so I have to be really mindful of like when I'm on and when I'm off and communicate like, Hey, I need one hour. It's going to be during this time. And this is what I'm going to be doing. And then when I'm done, 
you know, we'll do whatever. Um, the thing that has saved me recently is, so I have an iPhone. You can set it up so all your apps will gray out at a certain time. So not just social media, but like everything. So at 7 p.m., everything goes gray. And it doesn't come back on until 7 a.m. So if I want to use my phone for anything, like I literally have to go through like 17 questions of like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? Um, so that has helped, you know, just I think managing my time and time management. Uh, and then the last tip I'll give is I use theme days a lot. Um, and I think we talked about this. Uh, maybe it was a generator trait and having like weekly themes. And so I do it by day. So I always know that like Wednesdays, as an example, are podcast days. So that's when I record most of my podcasts. Tuesdays and Thursdays are client days. Mondays are when I create content. And so I'm not, I don't even have to look at my calendar. Like I know, hey, if I have an hour to work on my business, this is what's happening. And at the beginning, it was really, really helpful because I always say at the beginning, you're building a foundation, right? And you've got like website and social media and like all the stuff. So I would say, hey, Wednesdays, our website day. So I'm going to work for an hour on my website as much as I can, but anything else that comes up during the week that I need to add to my website, I'm just going to put it on my list and I'll get to it next Wednesday. Mm. And so those themes just sort of like helped me from veering off track and staying focused. I do something like that with the idea of worrying. So I have Mm -hmm. like worry Wednesday where if there's any type of like worry or thing I want to stress about, I'm like, no, I can't do it today. I'll make a note of my, (laughs) I love that. And then on worry Wednesday, sometimes I'll do it by myself. And sometimes my husband and I will sit down and be like, okay, let's write out all our worries. We're not like giving too much attention to them, but we're like, where can we actually do anything about anything? Let's make a plan for those, do them, and then come back to it the next week. So it's like, I'm not going to talk about my worries. I'm not going to give it bandwidth. I'm not going to do anything like that. But that's what my, that's one of my theme days. I need, we've, I had that for a while where I was on a, like a nice little schedule and then we moved and I've been single parenting half the time and everything's just gone yeah. Gone out the window, but I need to get back into that because you just talking about that gives me so much peace. And really- yeah, it really does help the stress like go away because, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, like content, like there's so much content you have to create as a business owner. And if you get up every single day and just create content every day, like you will burn out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I'm going to create content on Mondays and Tuesdays. I have it for the week. I'm done. Like, however you want to do it. But you just know if you think of an idea, because we all do it random times, it's just going to happen during that time. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so a, a couple of your, well, one of your big superpowers that I absolutely love is the, it, in your in your incarnation cross is 3420. This is all about, this actually is a MG channel. It's what creates a manifesting generator. But a huge part of this is using your voice and speaking your mm-hmm. truth. So it's really speaking your truth, what you're excited about, what you're drawn to, like what you're currently like really, really into, and then not second guessing if other people are going to like it, you know, like how it's going to affect them, you know, all of that kind of stuff. How has that shown up for you in your podcast or in your business? 
Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I will say that I do think about what other people will think, but if I'm in the right frame of mind, I will just go. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of times my clients will say, you're like freaky fast. So if I get an idea or I have something that I want to share, like I want, it'll get done in like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I just, how my like brain works. And so I think for me having the podcast be like the main generator of all content in our business, um, has been really cool because when I do have an idea, I can, you know, record an episode because we do solo episodes on Friday and usually they're real time. Like it's like what's happening in our lives. And I'm usually pretty vocal about what that is. Yeah. So that's so interesting. It's really cool. So I, I truly feel like tapping into that has been something for you. That's really, really helped you up level. And it's really interesting Mm -hmm. whenever somebody has this channel, um, especially in their incarnation cross and I do a reading for them. I'm like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying that will activate it. And the fact that you did that right away to start your business and didn't sort of like wait and second guess yourself and like, be like, oh, well, I need to be business coaching for a year before I start, you know, mm-hmm. podcasting or whatever. I think that that's been a huge part of, of your success. So, um, good job accessing that and activating that (laughs) without even knowing it back then. Um, last question I have for you. One of the first things that we chatted about back and forth in the DMS, when we first connected on social media was actually social media. I think Mm -hmm. I had gotten with you and you took a while to get back to me and, um, which is fine. Cause that's me. Like I'm, I, and sometimes I'll get on a kick and answer my DMS right away, like within 24 hours. But my dream is honestly to have it set up to where I have somebody managing my socials Mm -hmm. and I get on there like once a week, literally. That is my dream forever. Like that's my goal. So when did you realize that you wanted to be very particular with boundaries around social media? And I do then, I know that's something that you talk about and you actually have some offerings about. So I'd love for Mm -hmm. you to flow into how you can help people with that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was day one because I could see the look on my girl's faces when I would pick up my phone. And so I was like, if I want this business to last a long time, like I have to figure out a way where I'm not sitting at my laptop or on my phone all day. But also I had a very corporate executive type role and I couldn't be on social media 17 times a day because it just was impossible. I mean, I maybe had one hour at 6 a.m. and that was it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go into it with, you know, do I want a presence on social media? And then if I do, how can I create systems and streamline things behind the scenes? So I do have a presence, but it's not me Mm -hmm. like on the app all the time. And so what I did was created a process where I'm on social media. And if you look at it, you'll be like, wow, she's got a lot going on there. 95% of it is repurposed content. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's getting so much easier to do that with all the AI tools and everything that's out there now. Um, So we will just like repurpose things over and over and over again. And at the beginning, it was me. Now I have a team that helps me. But like one podcast episode will go to like 10 different places. 
Um, and so, and we're, you know, chopping it up and it's a carousel post, it's a reel, it's a quote post. And most of the time, and people are like, oh my God, how do you post the same topic in a row? And I'm like, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see it's the same topic. It's just a different format. Like it literally doesn't matter. Um, one of my other tips is I will reuse a lot of content. So you can, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like doing zaps between different apps. So you can save your content into a Google sheet. And then when I want to like post about my planner or post about our courses or whatever, I'll go back in time and say, Oh, what did I talk about a year ago? I'll change it up a little bit and then I'll repost it. And so the whole theory is that I have a presence, but the presence is under my control. Mm-hmm. To me, if I don't show up on stories or I don't post, it doesn't matter because I've got other systems behind the scenes. I have email, I have SEO, I have Pinterest, sort of all working, the podcast, um, all working for me. And I like to think of social media as a magazine. So it's like, I would say it's like the second act. It's like the sidecar. So you're going to find me on podcast or speaking in groups. And then what do you do? I always say you like Google somebody on Instagram. And then all those topics that I talk about are all already there because we strategically planned how to repurpose them. Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. And I'm really, really big on when I do a reading with somebody working on their relationship with social media. And there's a few reasons for that, regardless of what human design type you are. I truly think that we create and we manifest from our nervous system. And when our nervous system is just like all over the place from being on, you know, you like are scrolling and you see something that triggers you and it sends you into fight or flight. It floods your system with cortisol or Mm -hmm. you're just like really at, everybody is, but addicted to that, like looking at who's DM'd you, who's liked all that kind of stuff. It's just like dopamine, dopamine, dopamine hit. And it gets your nervous system really, really unregulated. And then what happens is you cannot manifest the things you want. You don't have peace in your life. You don't have true joy in your life. And you can't get yourself into this really beautiful, yummy, juicy workflow. Mm -hmm of creating. And all of these women come to me and they're like, I am almost to this, you know, point in my business. And I just can't get over that hump. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's look at your social media. Like how much time are you spending on this? Mm -hmm. How much is it hijacking your focus? You know? Yeah. And I always say social media is not a business strategy. Like it is a tool in your toolbox. So what is a business strategy is, you know, are you clear on your message? I would say like, if you can't tell your neighbor what you do, and I still think my neighbors think I sell planners for a living, but it's totally <laughs> fine. Like if you can't tell your neighbors what you do very clearly, then how do you expect somebody else to buy from you? And then once you have that, it's like, okay, but don't want to spend a lot of time on social media. Where do I want to spend time? For me, it's been podcasts, but I would say, hey, use your human design chart. And what do you like to do? Do you like writing? Do you like doing videos? Do you like podcasting? Like there's so many different ways to get content out there. You have to put something out there, right? And then step three is, well, let's repurpose it in a way where you do have a presence in, on social media, but it all comes back to what I call your home base. And your home base is like what you control. So it's your website, it's your email list. And so you're putting yourself out there, but you're putting yourself out there in a way where you're controlling your schedule, you're controlling your time. And like social media is just 
a benefit. And I actually have a really awesome relationship with social media, which I never thought I would say. Like, it's fun. It's fun for me. Like, so I will show up. I will, you know, do what I need to do. I actually have a timer on my phone where after 30 minutes a day, it grays it out. Mm-hmm. So I, I really have to be efficient. I can't scroll. There's there's no scrolling. It's not allowed. But I do like occasionally on the weekends, I'm a big Bravo fan. I'll give myself like 20 minutes to just scroll and like catch yeah. up on all the things. Um, and it's fun. Like it, it, I don't feel like I'm tied to my yeah. phone. I love that. That's beautiful. Okay. So how can people connect with you and what do you have coming up this summer for people to work with you if they yeah so if you want to learn more about I call it ditching the social drama I have I love podcasting we've covered why Um, I actually have a five episode private podcast and it walks you through how to create your own anti-social framework it's totally free just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash social it'll walk you through it Um, And then if you really want to dig in, I have a seven-week course called Anti-Social School. Uh, We're kicking off in the middle of the summer. And it's me behind the scenes with you, helping you build that framework and figuring out like what is the thing that you want to put out there and then how do you repurpose it in a way so that you have a presence, but you also have a schedule that works for you. Uh, That sounds perfect. And I think the summer is a perfect time to do that because we have a little bit of extra time to Mm -hmm. hopefully a little bit of extra time to put towards that and save yourself some time by not being on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the pool instead. Right. (laughs) Thank you so much, Holly, for joining us today. I'm going to put your Instagram link, your link for that freebie and your podcast link crush the rush in the show notes. So you guys definitely go give Holly a follow, subscribe to her podcast, start digging in, start binging and join her for the antisocial school. If you feel like you are drawn to that because it's going to be really magical. I know. Thank you so much, Holly. I appreciated you coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of You Do Woo. I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener and I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at youdowoo, all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.